conversations to give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you living your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, as we never left, it's the Black Psychologist Podcast. We're back like we never left again. Appreciate everyone being here with us today. Hold on here. We got some. Hold on. Jay dropped out. Hold on. Okay. Got some feedback. Hold on. Let's bear with us. There we go. technical difficulties. Y'all good? I'm on. I'm back on now. Hold on, Jay. All right, here we go. You back on, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. Had to turn that volume and that feedback back there. Here we go. Like I said, we're back. All right, like we never left. Appreciate everyone being here. You could be doing anything else right now, but you're here tuning in with us, and I appreciate that. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I, and I am him, and I will be one of your moderator extraordinaires for your listening and viewing pleasures. And as all of you know by now, I'm never here by myself. Here on me with this journey, who's helping me fly this aircraft, the one and only hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad (laughs) times don't last, but Dr. J's recommendations do. Dr. Jason Coleman, what's going on with you, good brother? Oh, what's going on, bro? I'm feeling good, man. You know the Eagles lost. Oh, wow. Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I'm I'm swinging straight off the top. (laughs) You you go straight Straight in. Straight off the top. Patty Mahomes. Right, no gloves. Go straight in. Nah, nah. Straight (laughs) off the top. Look, I'm feeling good. Patty Mahomes got two Super Bowls, even though that's not my team. And the Eagles lost, most importantly. So I'm feeling good, brother. How about you? And we I'm got good, a special man. guest today. We got a I'm special good. guest. Since, since you're going in, since you're going in, you know, I mean, with the heat, I'm bringing our reinforcements because I, I can see we're going to need some help with this situation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Returning back with due to popular demand, one and only Carolina is up in this thing. She's going to put you up on gang, Dr. Robe on her frame, <laughs> gang, 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 gang. If you don't be saving relationships, then you don't feel her pain. I give you Dr. Ashley Poole, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? What's going on, Dr. Poole? <laughs> I am doing well. Everything's good. Happy Monday. It's, I'm always excited when I get a chance <laughs> to come up here with you guys. Go Eagles. That was oh, a great game. Mm-hmm. Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got so much love for Philly, it, okay? Like, so <laughs> it was. Even... <laughs> listen, listen, I love Philly when it comes down to when we talking right. about pretzels, when we talking about water ice, you know, and maybe even when we talking about a seafood cheesesteak here and there. But when it comes to them Eagles, mm-hmm. nah, I wow. can't. This I guy. can't. Tough, put, tough me on crowd. A, put, put me on a plane and drop me <laughs> off in Texas, man. I ain't got time. Put me on a plane, drop me off. Here we go. Here we go. But 
At any rate, I was just looking at the videos. I was here last year around the same time, Valentine's Day. Always a great time to jump on and, you know, sprinkle some black girl magic, talk about black love. Just talk about a lot of different topics that we tackle. So I appreciate the invite. And as I always say, whenever y'all want me on, just let me know and I'll be here. I'm happy that we're doing a live stream. Like a couple of my family members, my sorority sisters, my people, they on. So looking forward to seeing some of the comments on the different topics we'll touch on this evening. Oh, absolutely. um, Welcome. You know, we always appreciate it when Ashley comes. She she always raises the level, you know, of this whole platform here. So thank you. Absolutely. You know, we have to have you on, especially around this time, because you are the relationship guru. So it's it's only appropriate. All right. That's just the way it works. So as those you don't know, Dr. Poole is here to give you some information about your Valentine's Day situation. All right. So y'all listen up. Okay. <laughs> Let your conscience be free and just listen to the, the, the gems that are going to get dropped during this episode. That's all I'm going to say. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. All right. So for those of you that aren't aware, we had part one of our conversation a couple episodes ago, um, and it was pertaining to why don't men post their partners or their significant others on their social media? And Ashley, you brought up a good point, right? You brought up the scenario of um, why don't men, especially that are active on social media, right? So you brought up the situation of a of a guy that posts everything on social media, right? He'll be at the game. He'll be out with his, with his boys. He'll be everywhere. Right. But when it comes to his significant other, a partner, he won't post. Okay. All right. And so exactly. You, you brought up some very good points, right? Um, Highly recommend if you haven't had an opportunity to check that episode out, check it out. It's all on YouTube. It's on all streaming platforms. All right. Now where we left off at, right. You mentioned, you said if um, if if the the female posts something and she tags right the guy on it, mm-hmm. we left off, and I said, listen, if he tags her or she tags him on it, and he like becomes like outraged about it and is like, well, why are you tagging me, so on and so forth, that's a red flag. All right, I have no defense against that. All right. That absolutely would be a red flag because during the earlier in the episode, Jay and I were absolutely saying it doesn't always correspond to cheating or that he's hiding the partner or anything. But if that's indeed the case, yeah, there's definitely something that's not above board on that situation. So that would be a red flag. All right. But what I wanted to add, we didn't get a chance to talk about it or uh, discuss it because due to the restraints on time is that another thing that contributes in addition to being men, I feel and believe that they're more private and more reserved, which is what contributes to, you know, them not posting as much on social media is that this is the way it also works with guys. All right, Ashley, I'm, I'm going to put you guys up. This is how it works in our circles. All right. So there's something that we do to each other. Um, that also contributes to us not posting or showing so much emotion and affection, right? So what we tend to do mm-hmm. is we tend to really make fun of each other, right? We tend to, when um, you see an individual being too emotionally involved or or expressing too much emotion, 
you're going to get ridiculed for that. That's something that we as men impose on each other. All right. So it's a situation where, you know, we'll, you know, we'll call out somebody if we see them posting or being too affectionate with their loved one, you know, like we'll call them thirsty or something. You know, we'll come up, you know, we out here with you, with you in love. You out here saving these Jones, uh, you know, like little different things of that nature. Right. <laughs> we do things like that. This right. is stuff, stuff that we do. Right. You'll be like, okay, you know what I mean? What you, what you, the love, love a man or something? What you, what you out here? You all affectionate, looking real thirsty out here. Shabba ranks, right? We'll start. Listen, we will start throwing shots that person's way, and now even though it's in good fun and most of the time it's pretty jovial, but I mean, it does resonate with some guys. So I believe that that contributes also to being more low key because you don't want to be that guy that's looking too thirsty, that's looking, you know. Like you're overexerting yourself and you're going to, you know, you're going to catch it from, from, from the guys. That's just the way it works. Like you're going to catch it in the barbershop. You're going to catch it when we see you like in the locker room, wherever the situation is like, yo, you're going to get it right. We're going, we're going to call you on it. And so even though we laugh it off, it's still a situation that I feel like contributes to guys not posting, you know, as much as their significant other. So I wanted to throw that out there just to kind of, you know, let you know what kind of goes into our brains. We're not that smart at times, guys. All right. I'm gonna let you know that that's actually, we impose that we subject <laughs> ourselves to that. All right. But it does mm-hmm. play a factor. Want to throw that out there. there you so go. you kind of saying, you kind of saying vulnerability. Yeah, no, we absolutely, Jane, you, you know, full well that um we, we harp on that, you know, full well, we will absolutely ridicule, you know, ourselves or, or our brothers or our friends for you know being a little bit too too out there a little expressive i mean i don't necessarily agree disagree with that but i think that would more so apply if, if you got like a guy that's like writing letters love letters to his girl and posting them on social media or even going under her pictures and kind of writing that type of stuff you know what i mean but well um, comments are the new love letters you know that the post are the new love letters now true listen I mean, true. You know Do what I mean? Gram. <laughs> I'm, right? I mean, so I think that in terms of the vulnerability piece, yeah. You know what I mean? I could see you getting a whole bunch of DMs with your boys or whoever homies calling you Ricky Romance and everything else if you're writing. You oh, know, yeah. If you're writing that. But just posting a picture of your girl, I mean, I don't know, bro, because like I said, like we got to remember we're in different times now. So it's like you got people that document their whole meals. You know what I mean? You got people that are going to go out and they're going to take pictures not only with their girl, but they're going to take pictures with their friends that happen to be females, you know, their homies, everybody. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to I guess I'm trying to picture like my circle and how that will kind of play out. Um, I don't really think it would be that type of reaction unless it was like you know, Jay is writing like a love letter or something. Then I could see somebody taking a screenshot and kind of showing it to me. But um, I'm still stand on privacy, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, it may not be popular. I know Ashley not going to try to let me stand there, but I'm standing on privacy, right? Because again, I think if somebody's going to step out on you, like they're going to step out regardless. You know what I mean? Um, and depending on who they are, whether they post you or not, it's not going to make a difference mm-hmm. whether they can step out. It, it might be an advertisement for them to actually have more opportunities depending on who it is. I mean, especially if we look at Hollywood, it seems like the same 20 people are dating each other anyway. You know what I mean? So um, look at that whole debacle with Sweetie and, and uh, Quavo and Lil Baby and all of them. I mean, don't nobody, you know, people, they recycle dating partners regularly. 
So I don't think that necessarily posting somebody is going to, you know, dissuade somebody else. We had the whole conversation about, you know, men in their pursuit of women. Right. So I don't think that if 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 another man is posted with a woman that you're interested in, that that's going to, you know, take you away from kind of pursuing that person. Um, So I don't know that the picture, you know, really makes too much of a difference. But I think, again, I think most men won't do it the same way they won't you know, post pictures of, you know, like their children or something. I think think it's a privacy thing, you know? Um, And I think for some women, not all, you know, it's, it's about being claimed and, and, you know, stamped and, 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 you know, having your flag, you know, kind of being waved by your guy or whoever, whoever your guy is. Um, So I just think we look at it differently, you know? (sighs) Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm going to give validity to everything that both of you all said, right? I think that it's 10% what Kyle said. I think it's 10% what Jason's saying. 80% of the men that we're talking about, I think is what I'm saying. So I think the majority of men that are on social media, and again, I'm saying the men that post everything. He got a raise, he posted. He got mm-hmm. the new range, he posted. He is at the Super Bowl. He posting. He posted his kids. He posted his mom. She was in the hospital about to die. He posted her little hospital band. He put like this guy is active on social media. He's posting everybody except for his woman. To me, that is just make you want to side eye because it's like so you that's the only area that you think needs some privacy. Most men I know do that because they want to cheat in peace. Now, I will agree. Sometimes being in a relationship is advertisement for a woman that doesn't want to be in a serious relationship. She just wants some companionship. But if we were to compare a single man, he can date everybody. He can date the woman that potentially wants to get married. He can date the woman that does care about, that don't care about whether he's married or not. He he can date all women, but married men, they are going to... I guess, um, have some women that's just not cool with that. Some women do not want to be the side chick under no means. And so the man that wants to play the field and attract the kind of woman he wants, even if it's on, what Drake say, um, she can have a Grammy. I still treat her like a nominee. Just need to know what that is like. So one time is fine with me. You know what I'm saying? So men that are hiding that, it's just to, a lot of times it's to be able to score. I mean, unfortunately, y'all tried to make it seem like it was, what, 20%, like it was the other way around, like 40% what Jason is saying. For, and even in the comment section, so y'all know I posted it on social media just to get some feedback. And it's all, it's, I would say majority men commenting, but they are agreeing. And I was like, yo, it's, it's definitely a bro code. They, 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 they probably we said private. We talk about relationships, exactly. They Nor do we post pictures that much keeping his relationship private until it's official. You know, healthy, happy relationships aren't the norm. Keeping your relationship private could be the key to keeping it. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm just saying we're talking about a specific man, a man that is not keeping his salary private. He's not keeping his investment properties private. Oh yeah, I just made a $50,000, whatever. So all of this is private except for, you know, all this is public and open to everybody's seeing it except for your relationship that's like it's yeah it makes me sad uh let, let me let me ask you I'll, this though right what if 
what if she does the majority of the posting? Like how much posting, like if she's posting herself and she's posting about the relationship, why is there need for the man to also need to post? Like she, it, it appears in those type of situations, like she may be doing enough posting for everybody. Right. So why do we if we're at the same event? Right. Why do we both need to post that us together? You already put up a picture of both of us as a couple. <laughs> so, and you let me tag you. Did you it, let me? I mean, you can tag. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you can tag or not, you know, but it's like you, you already posted the picture of us. We, we we're standing by the bridge or we're by the, the waterfall where we're at. You know, we're, we're eating dessert. We're, we're doing great. So why do we why do both of our pages need to be have the same pick? Like you're doing it for the both of us. So I mean, what do you say to that? Right? That's that's not accurate because Bro, see, here's I, the thing. Again, if he see. if he was at the game with the homies and, and LeBron, he would be posting different but, angles. Like, look, that, I'm here, the, I'm excited. And that's, the, and that's the point that we was making yesterday. Uh, I mean, last show, bro. She and, and this is the this is the issue I had last time. She wants us right to with the things that are important to to Get to, to Doctor Poole, okay, and the people that agree with Doctor Poole, which mo- mainly may be women. She wants us to agree with it and say that those are the things that are important, mainly important to us, and that's just not true. If that was true, then we wouldn't be men and women. We would all be the same. You know what I'm saying? And. You got you just got to accept or make room for the thought that no matter how important a man, you know, wife, kids, family may be, it may just not be one of those things that they want to kind of broadcast to the world. It's not like I said, it's not as the same thing as putting your Gucci slides on your Instagram. You know, it's not the same thing (laughs) as, as, as posting a drop top or a vacation, you know, um, Dang, all the enjoyable celebratory moments, but I'm no, not but, one. But, Thanks. Here, but here about this. What about this, Ashley? It may not be his love language. All right. So maybe his way of expressing, you know, his affection isn't through social media. Right. Maybe he wants to keep that portion of his life private his way of expressing love as opposed to it being overtly the way some people do it oh so you know this is my you know we've been together three years or three months or whatever the situation right instead of broadcasting what if his love language is more private right what if he wants to keep that particular thing to himself he's not as expressive as that but he still loves you he's still handling his business he's still you know, doing, going out on the dates. Maybe he's, he's bringing flowers. He's doing all of these other different aspects of the, of, of expressing love and infatuation in a relationship is just not through social media. And so he's active in every other area, but that's not his love language because everyone does, does have a different love language. Right. Correct. All right. And also have different cheat language as well. The oh. more, the less visible my woman is, the more visible I, the more of a bachelor vibe I right. pitch to the so world. Let me, so let me give you an example, right? Because okay. what, you're insinuating, example, what you're insinuating is that somebody that posts their partner every day and posts and post love letters under them, those people, you're a hundred percent sure that they're not cheating, right? No, I'm not saying that. So I'm then not, what's I'm the, not so, suggesting so that what's at the all. Point? It's holes in the boat. Is my I'm whole saying, I'm remember, saying the exposure of the relationship. Remember Derek Jackson? 
I do. I do. Before he left his wife, right, he would have been the model that you would have been talking about. A person that has his wife on social media, he's doing a show with his wife, he loves his wife, this and that. And what did we come to find out, right? That he has 16 side chicks and he's divorcing his wife now, right? So Mm -hmm. again, all of these articles, as much as all I'm saying is the other side of it, you have a valid point, right? If somebody is hiding, you know, their relationship with you, they're telling you, yo, don't post me, you know what I'm saying? Don't tag me, all of those things. Then that might be a red flag, right? But the opposite may be true as well, right? You may have somebody who's posting their partner two, three times a day, and that may be a sign of like insecurity, right? They might be trying to prove something to the world that their relationship is stronger than it really is, right? So I think mm-hmm. it's not a, I don't think it's a one of one kind of thing. I don't think it's, uh, oh, he's not posting me. So that means he doesn't care about me, right? Because what if we're living in a world where, you know, um, me and person A are dating and it's like, yeah, I'm not posting you, but I'm taking you out on the dates that you're, I'm taking you out to the dinner that you're posting me and you at. So, I'm, so okay, okay. So let me, I'm bringing let you me, flowers. Let, let, I'm, just, I'm just not. Let me say this though, Jason. Person. Let me, let me add this though. Let me add this though, your 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 role. So let let's clarify. So I'm not saying we're not talking about who's cheating and who's not in, in likelihood and in, in per se. We're not. What I'm saying is that the image that you're portraying, like when all of us was in our doctoral program, we was mm-hmm. posting things that basically were milestones throughout that relationship, right? Like we if we defended our dissertations, if we got yeah, a postdoc, if we yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is, you know, we we you, it, that, that we had a relationship with PCOM during the time that we that was our social media reflected that. Same thing with birthdays. These are reflective times and memories that we share. So I do see where someone in the comment section said, is it the amount of posts or the fact that the person is posting at all? Good I question. think what's problematic is like, question. so my my husband is not on social media, meaning he has a business page. And what that's why I did the quotation. He has a business page. There's no pictures of him. There's no pictures of me. And he doesn't like he you don't even know that's his page. You just can see the merchandise that you can get. OK, so I'm not talking about that type of situation because I, I post social media heavy. But like I was like, Cardi, ain't no ring on my hand. You're not going on my gram. I wasn't posted prematurely. So I do get the argument of the whole aspect of like, we want to make sure it's solid and official. So I'm saying once you're in a quote unquote monogamous long-term relationship, it's just weird to me, a man that posts every aspect of his life, you know, oh, I'm getting this degree or I got this promotion. He has no regard for privacy with other. We know everything about him except for his social security. And then we don't know that he has a woman. What I'm saying is that men typically like that are still keeping their options open. Most of them are still one, not necessarily wanting to represent that they're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that the guy that is representing me makes him more valid because women aren't pursuing him as well. Because like I said, there is a group of women that only want to deal with men. I, I just, I just, I, I, listen, I'm not saying it's a point, but I just think, like, I think we give this too much, a little bit too much, like too much legs because it's foolish to think like, listen, it's foolish to think that people who are posting their wives, right, don't have options to do what they want to do every day and don't do that, do what they want to do every day. Like, I don't I really I really think like I really just don't give much kind of weight to a person 
options in terms of like cheating outside of a relationship being limited or not limited mm-hmm. by the last thing that's going to limit a relation like your options in cheating is whether or not you post your girlfriend on social media is my whole point right like if if you're the type of person whatever that is right whether that's a famous person successful person beautiful person uh, uh a person that people are just attracted to you really think that your options, if you really want to step outside of that relationship, are going to be limited, man or woman, because you posted up like this? If you're really that desirable yes. of a person. I do. Let, let, let me I jump do. in here real quick. I, I want to follow I mean, up. I don't on, believe that. I want, I want to follow up. But Ashley, for you, I want to follow up on um on the question in the chat. Shout out to uh, Aiken Charm. Appreciate you uh, locking in with us. Is it the amount of posts? Or is it the fact that the person is not posting at all? Like, what if the person posts like sparingly, right? What if it's like mm, once in a blue moon? That's that's like, that works that, for that's me. Okay. I'm not talking about that person. Okay. That's okay. But they're at, but their volume though, their volume <laughs> is a lot higher on all the other personal things that they're involved in work, school, their other their their friends, the bros, yeah, whatever the situation may be. But like once, two, three times a year. Right, they post about their significant other. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, okay. That's that's still it's still it's still worth discussing. It's still oh, worth it? discussing because I would wonder why it's so infrequent, and you posting everything else. But I could get that because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't post. You know, until it was like official. Official. I would post on my story. It goes away in 24 hours. You know, because it, it's shaky. Out That's what I'm saying. Like, and I mean, that was, y'all I know mentioned... I do couples counseling. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I mentioned that last time. Like, what, uh, it doesn't also make a difference whether it's on the feed or is it on the story? Because I can post something real quick for 24 hours and that thing is gone. Like, not everybody's going to see it. It also depends. Like, and then it's so... going to, de- and then I think it also depends on the reason, right? Because Ashley brought up a good point. Like, we all were posting periodically when we were in school, right? So we got to mm-hmm. really be, we got to really be specific about, you know, how we're going to define this, right? I don't know what y'all reason was, but my reason that I was posting in school was to keep the world updated as to where I was in my progress, right? The yeah. same way when I post on vacation, it's to keep the world updated as to where Jason Coleman is this summer vacationing, right? I have no interest in keeping the world updated as to where I am in my relationship. How far does this go? Like when we, when I get into a fight with my significant other, should I update the world via Facebook like some people do? Then we will be having another conversation about oversharing, right? So mm-hmm. my point is, it can't be as simple as the amount of pictures, right? Because some people may want to share on their social media how many cars they fixed this year, how many birds they've seen, how many dope outfits they have, how drippy they are. So we can't look and say, yo, well, we see a lot of this and not much of this. So this person's priority must not be this. It just doesn't A and B don't necessarily equate to C when you, if you answer me, but if you ask me, because again, when we were in school, I was trying to keep people updated on, yo, I didn't disappear from the world. I'm still here with this doctorate. I'm in year one, year two. Yo, this summer, I didn't disappear from the world. I'm in Cancun. I'm in Jamaica. I'm not posting like, yo, just letting everybody okay, know. Hey, island boy. No, just letting everybody know that I don't talk to my 3,000 Facebook friends. We're still okay. 
that and I'm gonna be very honest, like that's something that's just not it's not on my mind and it's not something that I would be interested in. So I, that's why I'm saying on a fundamental level, I don't think we can kind of look at the number of pictures somebody posts or or what the majority of things they post is about, you know. I, I think and that does make that determination. I believe Jay brings up a good point. And I'm gonna give all of your points total credence and credibility, Ashley. I am because you are you're making some good points and I'm trying my best to argue them, right? But it does open up the door for the reason of okay, are we only posting just happy moments? Because for the reason that you will have women, you don't typically see, and I could be wrong because I'm you know, I'm not Mr. IG, but I don't typically see those moments being shared. Right. I only see the happy moments. Right. I only see anniversary, um, birthdays. I don't see. We just got into a fight. Um, yeah. He mm-hmm. was, you know what I mean? I just did this or I just went through his phone and I was suspe- like, I don't see any of those moments. So I feel like that's also a thing with social media where I feel like some people feel and I understand where individuals have the perception of like, well, social media is very superficial. Right. For the reason that is you're looking at relationships. Yeah. They don't post about like the things that got you through those three years or those three months, right? They don't, you don't highlight or post about the arguments. You're only posting about, oh, we're doing great. We made it three months or it's Christmas time and we were in the same PJs, right? Like it's, you don't see any mm-hmm. of those situations. You only see the highlights, right? You don't, you're yeah, not, seeing, whole, what, you're not seeing what's happening in the trenches. So that's should it be a situation where it's all or nothing or it's like, we're just going to kind of pick and choose like, oh, well, I just want to share our happy moments. But when, you know, we were cussing at each other the other day, we'll, we'll keep that back there. So, I mean, it does right. open up the door for, so, it's, it's, you know, mm. it, it, it does. And so, so I'll say um, just because I think we've, we've all made like valid points on things. I think what it boils down to though, is that Jason, every, like you said, give an update. So everybody knew you were a student. Everybody knew you traveled. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's something you don't do all of the time, at least somebody can reference. Oh, yeah. I just think when there's no. There's no um, visibility that you're in a relationship like we don't need to be updated on everything about the relationship, but we do need to know. Like, I know once I got engaged, you know, like it was it was kind of representation of where I was with stuff, you know, and I mean, like guys would was hitting me up. And they, I mean, was saying stuff. And even now, even if they don't really mean it, they're still, they still address it, you know, because it's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like once the engagement hit, it was like, oh shoot. Okay. Then once the marriage came, like, what do I think they still would be down with the get down? Absolutely. But at least now that they know what they're signing up for. Some people don't want to deal with the drama that may come along with dealing with somebody's wife. That sounds a lot less appealing you know what I'm saying? Like you got two women that you're attracted to. One got a husband that you heard is from here and do whatever. It might not be as appealing. And y'all, <laughs> we all behaviorists. So we yeah. know about the study <laughs> of behavior and what makes somebody, you know, acquisition when they learn it. So what make a person more desirable or less desirable? You know what I'm saying? Like, so two women you really desire. One, you ain't got to deal with Debo. The other Debo is, you know, you heard like even even from a female standpoint, right? Like, depending on what kind of woman a man is attached to, women that are with being side chicks, that plays a part in it. You would rather deal with the man that, you know, he probably done cheated with a whole bunch of women and his wife just know that's what they do. So she play her part 
versus the one that you heard be key in people's car. Oh, yeah, I heard the last girl he was dealing with, his wife key her car up. You know, just looking at what makes a person more attractive, less attractive. But um, I do think that, you know, we got a lot of other great things to to address. I want to make sure we make time for that because, you know, the passion comes in with the relationship stuff. We're going to have to... uh... Put that in a part three. We're gonna absolutely have to continue because mm-hmm. this is an ongoing conversation. So before we move forward, I want to shout out um another I'm gonna uh, do a survey comment from Aiken. She said, um, or they said, well, they're not posting when the car breaks down either. They only show it when it's new and shiny, which is a good point. Which is a good point. Now, for me, I'm gonna post my car anytime, especially when it's in the shop, because I'm asking for money from people. So that's absolutely getting posted by me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So can't speak for anybody else. All right. All right, moving forward, right? All right, so listen, pop culture would have you believe that if you are physically attractive and you're financially well-off, then you got it easy, right? You're on easy street. You can find a mate with no problem. That's the way the world or pop culture will kind of have things to believe. However, another important determinant of attraction and chemistry that sometimes gets overlooked, and that's intellectual compatibility. All right. So research was conducted by an online online dating app, uh, Seeking.com, that indicated that apart from the obvious benefits of instant chemistry and sparkling banter, there are two deep, longer or long term benefits that can uh, derive from dating your intellectual match. The first one is high, high quality communication. They said that people can love each other deeply and yet be separated by a gulf of miscommunication. Partners who can keep up with each other intellectually and emotionally have a strong bridge of communication. This is probably why research has found that intellectual connections last longer. Most men and women consider attractiveness as a relevant factor for a short term partner and intelligence as a desirable quality for long term relationships. The other benefit they mentioned was personal growth. They said dating someone who is mentally stimulating also encourages both parties to grow and evolve as individuals. That when you're surrounded by people who challenge your beliefs and push your boundaries intellectually, it forces you out of your comfort zone and encourages personal growth in ways that may not have been possible otherwise. So to this, you say what, Ashley? What do you think? Is there do you agree with uh, dating and being with your intellectual equivalent or what, what, what do you think? Where do you stand on that? Hmm. Um, I think it's how we operationally define like intellectual match. Like, are we saying like, if one person is a, you know, cardiologist, they only need to date, uh, you know, someone that is also like a pathologist. Like, is that what we're saying? Are we saying like, could it be an intellectual, somebody that, you know, maybe went to prison and they learned and read all these books and they used to tutor people? Like, how are we describing intellect? But, um, I, I would agree. For the most part. Now, I think it's different with gender. I'm going to be honest. I think men wouldn't necessarily require the their woman to have the intellectual match with them. I don't I don't think that they desire that as much. I don't think that's as high on their priorities. So I think if she cute and, and he got the bag, he might she could be a little dumb and, you know, he would be OK with that as long as she can listen to commands and follow his orders. I think that a, a, a good bit of men. I like that. With women, I do think you would see more women that would like to date guys that are intellectually where they are because 
from a stereotypical standpoint. Again, I'm using stereotypes and I'm using my personal and professional experience relating it to our community. I'm not talking about like all people in general. And, you know, a lot of times when you think about research, you do have to look at, um, you know, like what demographic they poll, what age. There's so many variables that's relevant. So I do want to clarify that to anybody that's listening is that I'm very much looking at um, probably, let's say, maybe about 25 to 45 age range um, when I describe some of the stuff that I'm saying. Uh, but I do think that it's a benefit when you have people that are intellectually matched. I do think that when I think about the relationships that um, I've seen be most successful, they're usually on the same intellectual level, even if it's, you know, one person has like an advanced degree and the other person is just somebody that like studies or stays abreast of things through um, other type of, you know, like skill sets and things. Um, but one of the things it says is like um, what one of the, uh, parts or sections of the journal article talked about what to do if dating up scares you. And so I do think that people that stray away from someone that, you know, may be more intellectually, you know, sound or has higher intellect than them. So they perceive, I think that that um, would make somebody, if they stayed away from that, then it's usually because they feel like that it might be pointed out that they, that they're not on that level. Versus thinking about, oh, this person could bring me up. It's just like, oh, no, nah, like, let me stay here because they might think I'm dumb. If I go to this restaurant and I'm like, oh, what is a la carte? Like, what do that mean? You know what I'm saying? And stuff yeah. like that. That's <laughs> One a of the good <laughs> Yo, if you ask me that kind of question, I'm heading to the car. Look at this guy. Look, listen, listen to the elitism of this guy. Yo, this what? guy. See? I knew it. Oh, man. Jay. What's a la carte? I, I'm like, uh, geez, maybe, maybe she, you know, I mean, maybe she didn't have foreign language in, in school, Jay. I mean, what you gonna do about that, bro? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Whatever. I ain't got time for it. What y'all you know? think, fellas? Oh. Y'all, y'all, brother. Go ahead, Jay. I thought, um, I thought this article was interesting, right? Because they were specifically kind of, t- it, it made, the results made sense. And I agree with you, Ashley, but that's that's going to be my point B. It made sense because they were talking about dating apps, right? So we're talking about like profiles and desirability. So whether it be male or female, I can see why if we're talking about a profile picture, if the person is attractive and they have, you know, like a high advanced degree, why they would get more likes or attention or whatever, right? Because if whether it's, you know, a person trying to like outkick their coverage and, and, and just find it the most attractive person or they're looking for like a provider, you know what I mean, for a future partner, those things would make sense. Um, I think where it starts getting kind of dicey is what Ashley was talking about, right? And I agree with her because in culture, what we've always been told and what we've seen is like the opposite, right? When we talk about like people of color, we've always what we see is that like people who are highly educated missing each other at the top, right? That's what the, all of the research tells us that, you know, whether it be us people of color, uh, African-Americans in particular, us that have doctorates, we don't necessarily end up dating and marrying people that have doctorates that are also African-American in culture, right? So it's just, I just thought it was interesting that what they're saying happens on the dating app doesn't necessarily happen in our culture in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that in itself is an interesting conversation, right? Um, 
we've had whole YouTube channels that have kind of been devoted to those kind of conversations, right? Um, but I just think it's interesting that what they're kind of displaying in this, you know, in this study is it's kind of the opposite in terms of what we see in our own culture, you know, and why that is the case, obviously, is a discussion we all have been having around our kitchen tables for like probably the last 25 years. But um mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm not gonna discriminate like Jay. Um, you know, Yo, what up? A more flexible <laughs> she cannot that. know like, what a la carte is. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm seeing a different side of you, Jay. I didn't. I didn't know, brother. My fault. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, if my, if I gotta bring a dictionary for my date, I'm not. Yeah. Go ahead. You can't question. even you can't just point out the, what this means on the menu. That's it, huh? You're not even not even waiting for the appetizer. You like this. I can't do this. Check, <laughs> check, please. Hold on, I'll be back. I'm going to the bathroom. My fault. Shorty right don't back. know what a la carte is. I, just, yeah, I mean, you're gonna no. hit me up in the car. She ain't know what a la carte, bro. I can't uh, do this. Now wait, you're gonna wait until your date tells you I want the a la carte with cheese. You're gonna wait till that happens. <laughs> Give me the a la carte. Well Does this done. a la carte come with cheese? <laughs> that a la carte come well done. Go ahead. I'm out. I'm you gotta out. be like a gentleman. You can it come with whatever you want, baby. Don't go order what you want. That's how you play it off. You know what I mean? Listen. Listen, All right, if so... somebody if, if somebody asked me that question, you just bought your dinner. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Listen, I believe um <laughs> To a certain extent, right? For the reason that um, what type of intelligence are we talking about? So I don't think that it's so much the intellectual or the crystallized intelligence, right? Where we're talking about factual knowledge, schooling, things of that nature. I believe what's more important or as far as finding your compatibility or your equivalent in regards to intelligence would be more related to like your social intelligence. Like what is, which includes like, culture, other different things that you have in common, those things that they show. I feel like that's what stimulates conversation and similarities and what contributes to that spark that you get when you have a conversation, when you click with someone. It's not, you're not going to be sitting there talking about, oh, well, you know what? Yeah. Let me tell you about trauma. Let me tell you about such as that's not going to be something that you and I, like we learned in our courses. It's going to be something that you're talking about in regards to things that you have in common, right? Because we know that most people that um, share things in common, it's more rewarding to talk to those people, right? It's more more of a positive effect when you're in around those individuals. So I feel like that's, if you have two individuals that have the same amount or very similar levels of social intelligence, then I feel like that's where the stimulation of conversation, right? Like, I feel like that's what's going to contribute to more long-term relationships, more long-term um conversations, intimacy, things of that nature, um, as opposed to, um, you know, your book smarts or your intellectual. I mean, you do see that in certain areas where like you may have people who are going through the program, right? So we may have people that are in the doctor program or you see this a lot, especially in other different medical areas where you have like residents that end up dating each other or, or marrying each other for the reason that, okay, like we're in this program together you know what I'm going through, right? So you have those similarities and we see each other all the time. So it's convenient. So you have all those other different variables that sometimes come into play. So I can get it. Like if you are end up marrying or you're dating someone that's in your program or that's also contributing or that's also pursuing like an advanced or a terminal degree. So I, I, I get that aspect, but I feel like if it's just based off of, okay, just our similarities and what we're studying, it's, I don't think that that's gonna 
have a high probability of lasting very long because then you have the other aspects because if you're not just talking about okay what we do for a living and that's in common then what about family what about the culture what about social things what about our different taste and humor what about our different personality traits right like I, so i feel like that's more of the intelligence compatibility that i would put more stock in that i feel like it's going to mm-hmm. lend itself to a longer relationship as opposed to like you know the you know what you learn your factual knowledge and things of that nature so um but no i yeah. mean it was culture it was is definitely article. relevant though mm-hmm. i was just going to add culture is definitely relevant i have worked with medical students um that were from different cultures and and this culture specifically they still have arranged marriages there's a culture that you know like uh was it killer mike he did a um he did, a, I think it was called Trigger One, and it was a Netflix special, but it was a documentary. Yeah. And it talked about how long money stays in each community, right? So I think it was like the Asian community stayed for like 30 days, maybe in the white community, maybe the Jewish community, they said like 28, because I think they separated white and Jewish. And then let's say white community, it stays in 20 days. And then I think in the black community, it was maybe 24 hours, if that. So the reason mm-hmm. I bring that up is because culture is so important when it comes to dating. Like people aren't always, you know, like thinking about the bigger picture. They thinking about the success of like, they they really thinking about it from like a genetic standpoint. Like, what are my kids going to look like? What are they going right. to have going on? And I don't think in the black community, we necessarily prioritize that as much, at least from my personal and professional experience, I haven't seen that. So with that being said, you do tend to see people from different cultures that value that, like their parents is not um, tolerating them marrying nobody that socially we on the same page you got that bag because when we get married you know this kind of wedding that we have cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars like I know I just got married in September and I was looking at different cultures and like how they did their ceremonies and what type of requirements and expectations were a part of that so when you factor all of that in into relationship choice I do think it becomes a little bit more like, oh, I do have to date somebody this this way. Like the the person I was working with, and I, I you know, um, I'll just say uh, from from this culture, both of their parents were physicians. They were training to be a physician, and the person they were dating was a physician. But the person that they were dating had a different like religious belief, so that was kind of like down the drain. They was like, look, you need to jump on this website because we need to check all of the boxes. We need them to be in the medical field. We need them to believe how we believe and we need like all of these things. It's like, dang, like your family cutting slack. This person is literally gray beat, gray had a bag, but because of one box not checking, they are super, you know, picky when it comes to that. So I will say like, you know, the working in the hospital, a lot of those medical professionals that are from different cultures, you know, non-black, non-white, they not playing about that. They like, yeah, you gotta have an intellect. They also oh, do that your, because what, um, is your, what is your goal? That but that's that's the point. Like, what is, what is your goal, right? Because a lot of those people that I think you're talking about, we're generalizing, right? Their goal is, you know, to continue in in to continue to kind of put the same cultural values in the next generation, right? To create generational yeah. wealth, right? And and. Again, when we're talking about intellectual match, I think you have a lot of leeway, right? Because one person's intellectual match won't be another person's, right? But 
And I think and when we talk you about, talk about it for us, right? Not for them, because them is very black and white. Yeah, yeah, you about to be a cardiologist. Okay. They don't they don't want to dilute the uh they don't want to dilute the gene pool either. That's another thing with the culture exactly. aspect. Right. But in, in general, when I'm talking about you this, a cardiologist. <laughs> when we say intellectuals, but but again, like and I get it, like we look at a lot of those things like they're very strict, and but we gotta also pr- compare the divorce rates in the United States to some of those cultures that those people are coming from, right? Um, and like you gotta really look at that's why I said why people are getting married, right? Because some people get married, and I'm not casting judgment on anybody, right? But some people get married and their mindset is, this is, I'm getting married and this is a journey to the death, right? Or we got married under God or, or under a foundation of whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is a journey to the death. Mm-hmm. So that means whatever happens between yeah. now and death is for me and my partner to deal with, right? Right. Now, the, all of the other people, a lot of us that are looking at, you know, all of these cultures where it's like, yo, you don't check this box. No, we need to find somebody else. That's too strict. A lot of us are getting married for other reasons other than that. Financial security, you know, somebody that look good, babies that have whatever, you know, just crazy reasons, you know? So you're not going to have that, you know, longevity. But, you know, again, it's going to be good and bad on both sides. But I think that intellectual match is just as important as like a lifestyle match, personality match, your views on money. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just one of those things that's going to go into whether you're a compatible couple, you know? Shout out to uh, a couple of folks that are locking in with us. No Swirl Zone, my big brother uh, in the basement podcast. Shout out to you, Larry and Tiffany Adams. We appreciate the support and you guys uh, jumping in the chat with us. Keep it coming. Tell a friend. We're all yo, here. Yo, all Carl, right. I, got a quick, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Like, yo, what do you think in terms of like intellectual match, right? Um, do you think that that's something because and I'm not I'm not saying Ashley pointed it out like I'm pointing it at her, but in terms of in terms of dating like somebody who is I'm not saying more intelligent than you, but somebody who might be more academically like decorated, right? Like so yeah. so up or down, right? Like that's the most PG I could keep it. You know what I mean? Um, but who do you think that might <laughs> go wrong know? with it, Jay? Uh-huh. Yeah, just go, just go, Jay. Just go. We got you, bro. Well, who do you think might struggle with that more, men or women? Uh, I think water. men, if they're not the most decorated, I feel like they would have the difficulty dating up, right? So if they don't feel like if they just have like a master's or maybe they just have a bachelor's, but they're interested in someone that has a doctorate or, or an MD or a lawyer or attorney, I feel like they would struggle with trying to date up. I feel like that's going to be the issue for them, um, either in the relationship or even attempting to go in that direction. Because I feel like, you know I mean? The self image, the, the ego, things of that nature there. I think that will interfere or that's going to get in the way. You see what I mean? I think women are maybe a little bit more flexible with that, um, just kind of due to some of the historical values that they encompass as far as like with the empathy, caring, kind of like, you know what I mean? I feel like they're more flexible. And again, I'm speaking in very general terms. 
Um, but I believe that they would be more flexible and kind of looking at, OK, personality, so on and so forth, because if they're already decorated, they have the salary, they have all of that. Then I feel like they'll be more, I think, more open to that than as opposed to guys. It, it'll be like a more kind of a dichotomous thinking. Yes. Or like, oh, she's she's out of my league. I'm not even going to try or I, the struggle with that in the relationship. I feel like men would, would struggle more with that. All right. All right. So listen, uh, if being book smart or being not book smart so you can get a date wasn't depressive enough, well, dating <laughs> just got a little bit more complicated. All right. For us, for singles, a new survey shows that making less than 30 grand a year is a deal breaker. All right. According to a survey by Western and Southern Financial Group, people expect their partners to make more than 20, a little bit over twenty nine thousand dollars annually. Now, this is lower than the median salary in the U.S., which is a little over thirty seven thousand. And that's according to the U.S. Census uh, Bureau data. Um, So, you know, and the article talked about a little bit more. It, it broke it down in regards to each generation, like Generation Z, the baby boomers and millennials about what they expect or what their financial related issues are, like in terms of marriage and things of that nature. But just focusing on this being a dating requirement or a deal breaker, 30 grand a year is now the new deal breaker. All right. And uh, I'm going to volunteer and jump on this grenade first for the reason that. I believe that this salary requirement or this deal breaker, I feel like it only pertains to men. All right. I think it's a double standard out there. Um, And I'm again, I'm speaking in general terms. So let me preface that. Okay, I can't. This is specifically talking about dating someone who doesn't make over 30 grand a year. All right. So it's a catch 22, I believe, for the reason that physical, right, is the first thing that attracts someone, right? The first thing that you see, like, whether it be on the dating apps or if, like, you're hooking somebody up, right, um, first thing you're going to say is how they look or what they look like, right? That's going to be the first marker, right? We can all agree on that. Right. The second thing, now, I feel like with women, um, I feel like it'll be in more of an issue in regards to what the person makes I feel like that more it would be once they figure out, OK, what does the guy look like? The second question is going to be, what does he do or how much money is he making? Typically, they'll ask, where do they do? Like, what did they do? Right. That'll be the follow up question. You like even if you're hooking somebody up. Right. If you, and I've seen this play out, but it'd be like, oh, I want to hook you up. My guy, I know my old friend of mine. They'll be like, oh, what does he look like? Oh, yeah, girl, he cute. Then it'll be what does he do? Because when you ask somebody, what do they do? Because that's typically the follow-up question that's indicative of, okay, their salary range. Like, you have an idea if somebody says, oh, well, he does this, he does that. He he works for the post office, or he's a SEPTA driver, or he's, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a psychologist. He's a such a, right? Like, you kind of have an idea of, like, where that person is salary-wise, right? So I feel like that's a secondary or a second question that more pertains that women will ask. Because if you were to say something a little different, like, oh... A uh, girl like he, well, he works at McDonald's. You're gonna get that screw face. And again, I'm not, I'm not issuing on anybody that works at McDonald's. I love McDonald's, but you know, actually, you know full well that it's if you were like try to hook up you. your home girl, right? And you were like, oh yeah, a friend yeah. of mine, he's cute. And, and as soon as she asks that follow up question, like, oh, well, what does he do? And you like, oh, he works at McDonald's. Listen. She gonna be like, what? 
right? Now with men... My most bougie friend just texted me and said, is he saying 30K or 130K? No, no I said 30K. Like, see, like, see, there you go. Now listen, now listen right here, right? For guys, right? Listen. Let her answer the question, bro. Stop saving her. Don't say I'm not saving her. Listen, she I already know what she said. She knows for what that's why she laughing. She wanted clarity. Right. My girl, she wanted clarity. You know full well that's why she said 130k. Listen, so if it now if it's guys, right? You could work at Starbucks, right? It don't matter. Like if you have the right physical attributes, okay, it's gonna be a situation. It don't matter if you're working at Starbucks. If you don't even have to have a job. Right. You could be living at your mama crib. It don't matter. Right. The fact is, if you have the right physical attributes, it's going to be, yo, what time do you get off? We're not asking about your job. We're not asking. Now, mind you, this is just dating. We don't care about where you work, how much money you make. If you look how you look and it's to our liking. That's it. We don't need to know the 30 grand. That doesn't appeal. I feel like with guys, you know, I feel like that's only as it pertains to women for that requirement for dating. I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. Is, is it ridiculous, Jack? <laughs> this is a listen, this is this whole conversation is ridiculous because we all know, listen, we all know the rules, right? We know never, first of all, just as a question, has any woman ever asked you how much you made? They're not going to ask you how much you make. They're going to ask you where you work at. Right. That's indicative of your salary. And, and right. insinuate and insinuate how much you make. But right. we know this is a ridiculous question because we know that women have never been judged based off how much income they make. Never, ever. Ever. And that's why your homegirl texts you and asks you that question because it's a punchline, <laughs> right? It's a punchline. And that's why Ashley is laughing because the insinuation is 30 grand. Nah, I wouldn't even talk to you if you work 30 if you're making 30 grand the insinuation is 130 grand is the floor that's the insinuation so that's why this is a absurd conversation because we know you know that again i'm not saying all women are money hungry i'm not even implying that but we know that when we talk about what things make noise right when women talk about the men that 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 they're with or whatever they're going to be talking about what they do for a living, where they work, what they do. And you know, as well as I do, I ain't never been asked by any man ever what my girl do for a living, where she work, any of those things, right? Only thing a, a, a man is going to do to you respectfully is compliment you, whoever you with on their appearance or whatever the case may be you in a respectful manner, you know? And that's why this is an absurd conversation because, you know, again... It's, it's, it's- it's not absurd, Jason. Go ahead. Think, because I, here's the thing. Here's what I want to say when I, when I want to add to that. Okay, so again, age is relevant. Like, we have to start looking at different age demographics of people when it comes to what's more important. Because, like, if it's just, like, a fling and somebody you know you're not going to marry, we hear all of the stories about, you know, like, it was a meme going around. It was like, shorty got three degrees and she getting played by a man who don't even know his social security number. Like, it's been plenty of jokes about women dating quote-unquote dating down so to speak so and i don't even mean that from just like the mcdonald's person or whatever you know just like anybody but i share all i say all that to say it just depends on what phase of life the person is in i think that there's flexibility with that now i think you have some women 
that are looking to be upgraded. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they want to be like a trophy or whatever, a housewife, you know, like they, so they focused on their looks because this is typically what society has told us men value is a woman that looks good. So they, you know, invest a lot in that and may not invest so much in their salary because it's like, once I get pregnant by this baller, then I'm set. But it's such a wide spectrum because dudes that be saying that kind of stuff don't have no money for nobody to want. Like dudes to be on Facebook and social media calling out, oh yeah, women, all y'all want money. It's like, dude, you got, you make six, what, what I'm going to do with you? Like you don't make enough to really be concerned about that. Cause who could use you for what you got? Every dime you got goes to where it needs to go through for you. So I, I don't think we can really say, cause I'm going to be honest. Like I'm in, y'all, I mean, I'm a, psych, I, a psychologist. I have a doctorate. Most of my girls have advanced degrees or even the ones that don't have advanced degrees have been working in there respective careers for years so they have a, you know like I'm I'm with the money makers you know what I'm saying so with that being said there are a lot of my friends in my circle that date guys that don't make as much as them I mean and it just is what it is but I do think there's groupings for everything and I do know guys that I think I can say I, I dated maybe at least two guys in my life maybe one one or two one in the possible that number they getting smaller and smaller. Look at her, Jay. You see, it started with two. And she was like, nah, nah, maybe one. Nah, nah. He, he, nah, he but, did overtime. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. This, he, he, he this, did overtime. This, this reminded mind. me of what I wanted to say <laughs> is because, Jay, like, there are some men that that's important to, again, going back to the culture standpoint of things. Like, certain people, like, Jay-Z said, you know, keep it real with niggas. You got baby money. Keep it real with niggas. Niggas even ain't got my lady money. So, okay, that's the shot. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i with somebody that got some money. And J. Cole, you know, shout out to the 2-6 Vietnam. He said, now that I'm on, I can pick and choose only F with hoes that got shit to lose. You know what I'm saying? So I do think that when you reach a certain status and when you start to talk about children and you just start to talk about different things, I think that that financial aspect, it becomes a little bit more important, especially now, like, especially living in Philly. That's why I would, if I start thinking about having to like move, it's so expensive here. Like the houses are like all cost a million dollars here. Don't cost that much in the South. So I think now people are starting to appreciate as we progress a person that does gain more. But I mean, like, I think uh, it was Darren that commented and was saying like 30,000. He said, yeah, I mean, that's not enough to survive in most places. That should be a deal breaker if you don't, plan on carrying somebody you know what I'm saying there are men who don't mind it again I do think more men are comfortable with that because maybe that's how they've been raised but I think now women are having to kind of like look at that because their financial contribution has become so important to the family and living a halfway decent lifestyle ain't nobody stable with 30k no shade I mean <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm not mad at he, and he's right no no Darren is right like 30k is, is not way. great but at and the it, same time i feel like you alluded to it a little bit actually that this tends to be more of a situation where women are looking for that stability are looking for that seems to be more of a requirement for women than it is for men because immediately men when that comes into a situation it's like all right that's not really that historically hasn't been part of like our checklist right like it's there especially as things get more serious however to begin, like we're not worried about, you know what I mean? Like your salary, like it's cool. Like, like think about so it. So like, y'all aren't the status quo with education. Yeah, like so do the material speak for most men. Yes, yeah. listen, the, our materialistic list is different than women's, right? So 
it's more or our superficial materialistic list or criteria is different than women's. So I would feel like the salary and things of that nature would fall more into the women's category, where with us, the superficial was comes more like with looks. Like it doesn't matter what kind of car they drive. It doesn't matter what their uh, typically what their housing situation is like. It's a thing where it's like, all right, what can they hold a conversation? Like, do they know a la carte means? OK, um, yeah. also, it's like, what do they look like? Okay, like if they're the physical attractiveness tends to have more weight and more credence and leverage than what their financial situation is. And it could be based off of, like you said, it could be based off of how we were raised or it's just a situation like, all right, well, this is, you know, I mean, we're dating. So I'm not really worried about that. Now, maybe when things later on down the line get more and more serious, it's a little different. But that's just not part of our like materialistic, superficial type of checklist that's at the top for us. She got how she look. That's gonna be the question. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about know that, how she look. like I mean, I mean I, but, and that's been important to me too, was look, the biopsychosocial exactly right. model. You exactly right. Biologically, and, and, I need to feel something. What you what he looking like? It correlates too, right? Because the more money you make. Right, the 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 people that make more money, you see them with prettier women, men. I mean, that's that's that, that's a fact. Not it's not an absolute fact. There's there's plenty of dudes that have nothing. You know what I mean? And and it'll be with a woman that's that's beautiful. But again, it it it, it correlates, right? So earning thirty less than thirty k, according to you know the statistics, is a deal breaker for these people, right? And we see it play out in our in our everyday life, meaning like how many dudes do you know that make five hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, two hundred and and they're with an unattractive female? You don't usually see that, you know, more often than not, they're with somebody that is desirable. So, um, you know, I think that correlation I mean, is real. Also, before we move on to it, now let me get to my man uh, in the basement sports podcast. The question is, if that man does not make as much as them, I will bet there's a minimum of, of how much he can make. Uh, Dara talked about inflation and uh, it's a, it, costs to, <laughs> it costs to look good. Now, here's another thing, right? If if you are putting that, especially with women, if you're putting that 30,000 deal breaker, then now, like, again, you're 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 filtering out the pool, right? You're cutting, you're cut, you're, you're, so you're, you're raising the cutoff there. So again, again, I think again, our, the way our brains are being made more visual and it's like, oh, well, if I got a few dollars, I ain't worried about that. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know I mean? We trying to do what we trying to do. You know well, I mean? I, and I got to say this, I think also male or female, right? So if it's women to men or men to women, I think it's also a reflection of 2023 and a microwave generation, right? Because Trust and believe when you set this floor of $30,000 and that being a deal breaker, you know what you're saying. The reason why I say it's a reflection of a microwave generation is because what you're saying is like doctors, lawyers, CEOs, people that build, build companies, you know what I mean? They don't go from making, they don't come out the womb making millions of dollars a year, right? A lot of these people mm -hmm. make less than 30000 a year for years and decades until that until that idea takes off. I ain't got no shame about it. When I was an intern, I made $17,000. Yeah, you could put right. a bunch of zeros on that now, but that was that was a few years ago, bro. 
Yeah, no, you're right, Jeff. That's I'm, 2019. That was 2017. No, listen, no, actually, he's not BSing. Nah, I, I made 23, I made 22 granite friends. It was terrible. Right, but but what I'm saying is, and it, and it may seem <laughs> now we all the way up. <laughs> it may seem I get it, like it's, it's funny, right? And it may seem very it may seem funny, but the training that I received, right, and the salary that I can command now, if you don't eat dirt and eat that 17000 you ain't getting nowhere near this, a salary you can command with that training. So I'm just saying, whether it be man or woman, I think it's a reflection of the microwave generation, right? Because you don't have couples that are growing with each other anymore. And that may be the reason why the divorce rate is so high, right? Because- if you built with me since college and you watch me go from 17 to 80 to 120 to 1 million, then I'm going to be less inclined mm-hmm. to leave than if you got with me when I was making 200. I may just roll over one day and say, you know what? You know, I mean, so I just think it's a reflection There's of the difference I'm with shooting in the gym. So, so yeah. it was very clear you were in a training program. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it depends. I, I, I would be more apt to support a man that's in a training program making 17000 than a guy that's making 17000 because he's selling his CDs because he's trying to be a rapper and we're heading but towards But it's, it's still hedging because that person could if be we're the next heading, little baby. It could be the next Kanye. Little baby true. is not even 30 yet. He's not even 30 yet. I said, this guy's heading towards 40. We have to look at probability. Or yeah, let's say we, that he's still on doing and one mixtape. He think he gonna be a Harlem Globetrotter. Right, After certain age, like, like you never certain. know. You never know. He might have them bars though. So we're saying, if, if you if if at four by forty years old you haven't made it, then nobody should invest in you. That's a no. Little... That's not what we're saying. Mm. That that's not what I'm saying. Let me mm. clarify. What I'm mm. saying is that mm. I would be quicker. I would run quicker to the guy that I can see what he's doing and why. Versus the one that it appears he's just kind of like throwing darts and, you know, like, what is he investing in? Is he going to some sort of like rap school? Is he going to the school of the performing arts? Is he learning how to make beats? Like, what, <laughs> what is he doing? Hey. Understood. Understood. So you you want you want to see it. You want to see the promise. Right. You want you want to see it. I, I, I get it. See something. I want to see something that, that kind of lends itself to that, because I do agree. And I used to say, like, if my husband and meet me in my fourth year, like he did at the program. I might have been a little bit more side eye because it's kind of like, you know, now that I got you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. And and to answer that question, though, um, about it was like, you know, like if a woman makes a certain amount, um, I don't have it up. But like, does she have a minimum? I think it's more so to me what I prioritize or what I prioritize when I was dating was looking at what can this person like manage and afford? Are they asking me for gas money? Because I did date a guy. When I was in my, I had just graduated my, we were together when I graduated my master's program, but he needed gas money, you know, at times, you know, I mean, I know people can go back to the time frame and see what that was. And I mean, again, I was riding for him. It was one of my homies. He's from Philly. He was like, yo, like, there's a standard for me. Cause see, I grew up privileged and growing up privileged, you know, like, and gifts is my love language. Right. So if I'm with somebody, they had access to the things I had access to because I'm like, we're building. Like you said, Jason, I didn't want to be that. You never know, right? And so me operating off that, and I'm a totally optimistic person, I really did have to become a little bit more specific because we know about outcomes, right? Like we're, we, we, we took a class on like 
outcomes and, and, and predictability, right? Like we all got accepted into our program, not that they knew we was going to be successful and graduate, but they looked at probability and likelihood. So you have to apply that same, some type of formula to dating, right? And so that's why I say you have to look at the guy. It's very different making 17000 in his fifth year of his doctoral program. He's about to graduate. And that's that 17 is going to double immediately. You that's know, true. but so. Bring up a good point. Um, Ashley, absolutely. Next time we all link up, I will be totally asking you for gas money. So I just want you to know that ahead of time. Um, getting to in the chat, Aiken Charm said the pool is smaller if I um, I feel that if you are making that higher dollar as well, which is a good point. Um, all right. So moving forward. So pretty much based off what we've talked about. So if you're smart and you make over 30 grand, you might find yourself in a relationship. So that's that's the good news. But you are not out of the woods yet, buddy. All right. Oh, no. So don't get comfortable or happy yet because couples are sleeping apart has become increasingly more common. All right. So a 2012 survey by the Better Sleep Council and a 2017 survey from the National Sleep Foundation both showed that one in four couples now sleep in separate beds. Some of the common reasons that couples sleep apart include snoring, restlessness, parasomnia, frequent trips to the bathroom, or incompatible or in, incompatible sleep schedules. The article also stated that there's uh, no research that suggests that couples who sleep apart for the purpose of better sleep have any less of a romantic connection than couples who share a bed. Um, and of course, sometimes sleeping separately does represent a disconnection. So there are some couples who are uh, who whom decision who the decision to sleep apart is a sign of something is awry in the relationship. All right, so couples sleeping in separate beds. Jay, what do you got? I mean, listen, this might not be a comment. I think it's perfectly normal and it's perfectly acceptable, depending on the reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, again, I think because I'm thinking of just like stuff like snoring and sweating. I know me in particular, like I always have received that complaint no matter what relationship I've been in, you know, like I, that I don't want to sleep in a bed with my partner. It's not a personal thing. It's just the fact that I like to watch TV when I go to sleep. Right. And I like, I like to fall asleep watching TV. And I've never had a partner that likes television. <laughs> Yo, okay. Jason, come on. How old are you, Jason? How old? Are you? I like to fall asleep watching Seinfeld. You know what I'm saying? So because I like my husband I like, like the TV on too. It is a problem. So I so I use sometimes I'm dark on the couch, you know. Turn that damn light off. Turn that damn TV okay. off. Where that damn, damn remote at? TV be yeah, watching man. you. Listen, yeah. listen, li and listen to this brown noise. That's the only time hey, you listen to yeah. this brown noise. Look at the wall, go to sleep, stop playing around. Trust me, I done been put out of several beds and several, several bedrooms because I don't want to turn off the television. So, you know. But it's, uh, it's so, okay, so you could be in a long-term relationship where y'all didn't sleep together? No, that's ridiculous. I'm just being, listen, I'm just talking about, I'm being funny, but in my regular life, yeah, you know, a couple of nights a week, I might end up falling asleep on the couch. But for intimacy reasons, I need that. I would need that closeness with my partner. Like that's part. Otherwise, why are we living together? And if and if I'm just being on a regular level as a man, like that's going to be one of the best parts of my day, right? 
is is laying next to my partner. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it would negatively affect the relationship long term unless we bring culture into the room. And that's what you're kind of used to seeing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If we bring culture into the room and that's what you're used to seeing, then, you know, no harm, no foul. But um, if we're talking about like this culture in this country, you know, um, it's probably going to be more of an indication of relationship problems. If we're not talking about like older individuals that are just kind of tired of each other and they they just want their space at night, you know. If you over eighty five, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah now nah, listen, know? all right. Um, th- yeah, for this, for me, I- I'm not gonna P- be PC or anything about this. This is a non negotiation factor for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Listen, I get it. As a clinician, uh, there are a variety of medical issues that could lead to or contribute to disruption of sleep. Right. Okay. I, I even mm-hmm. understand the standpoint of different schedules. Right. So I, I understand the situation where you may have somebody that works overnights or you have someone that works like the second shift that's coming in and the person with first shift. I, I understand all that component. At the same time, there are also a variety of ways for you to resolve that incompatible schedule and medical issues and so on and so forth. Like, no, we're not doing it. One room, one bed, we're there. Okay. That's, that's the way that works. Like there are situations, if you're getting up early and I get up late or whatever this is, you know, you can get up out of the bed and get dressed in another room. All right. That's the way that you can resolve that. Like, I think we have to incorporate some cognitive flexibility into this situation. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't, it shouldn't have to be a situation where uh, if I want to be intimate, I got to go two doors down or I got to text you. Hey, you want to come down? Like, no, nah, yeah, knock on the door. Yeah, I got to knock on the door. Like, no, we're not. Hey, are you, are you, are you hey, like, why should I text you? Why should I text you? What you doing? And you down, the, you down the hallway. Like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. No, we're not. This, yeah, no. no, that is a non-negotiating factor. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't, Thanks we will. Listen, you're going to get a Tempur-Pedic bed. You're going to have your score on one side. I'm going to have my score on the other. Okay. All right. This is the way Listen. this works. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely Yeah, no, not. I'm not doing that. No, nah, we're not doing I'm that. I'm not, Rest not sleeping with somebody. Yeah, nah, nah. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's it's because then that opens up the door. That just, you know, that, that's just going to reinforce and, and manifest into a whole variety of different, I think, problems and issues. Um. Like, no. Mm-hmm. And, and and I get it. Like, it's different. And Jay, you know, you and I kind of had this conversation a couple of days ago uh, when we linked up. Um, it's different if, OK, your relationship is in the terms of being terminated. Right. It's it's different. Like if you guys are getting divorced or you're getting ready, you're already like not in a relationship, but like you have a lease. Right. Or you have a mortgage and it's not up for yeah. another two, three months. So I get it. Right. If you guys aren't together and you've already made that decision and somebody doesn't want to move out or whatever, I understand that because that happens in certain situations. Then I get like, all right, cool. We got two bedrooms. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. But the relationship has already been severed. So we we get that. But if we are still a union. Oh, absolutely not. No, I'm, no. Yeah. You are, you are no, right that's here. not going to work because what are you into? You probably into some sneaky stuff. Now, y'all Dude, know see, immediately. I'm, going, deviant, I'm go, going into see. deviant sexual interest. Y'all know forensics is one of my specialties. I do evals individuals. Just wow. doing sex offenders. Now, let me tell you, I know of a, an individual that I work with that was addicted to pornography and it ended up going to deviant interest. And this mm-hmm. person 
actually found a reason to go sleep in another room. Found a reason to never go out with the family on stuff because he was going ham on watching that stuff. Come on. And you know, it goes deviant. You start with three appropriate, then next thing you know, you're looking up stuff that you know them fetishes, and then it just goes on a downward spiral. But I would be thinking, like, what yeah, no, that that's not natural for me. But I know some people like that's natural for them. That's that's they culturally that's how they, you know, always do it. I think one of you all spoke earlier to like age being relevant. Mm-hmm. to like when people start to do that maybe when they older or something like that like I could see it being true like if you got a two-story home one person has kind of like bad knees and so like you said Jason a couple nights out the week they might not be wanting to make it all the way upstairs and they bathing downstairs but other than that yeah like no what, what's up like no, why, then we both we downstairs together? then that's the way that works we both gonna be downstairs that's cool I mean, like, it's, <laughs> like the bed can fit we both, both of us. That, we will get the Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, get that Tempur-Pedic, man. Get Listen. the Tempur-Pedic on the yeah, first yeah, floor. You seen, um, you seen Dr. J's guy, um, Dak Prescott on Tempur-Pedic uh, commercials? Listen, he out there. Look, man, there's no... I, it, it, like you said, it does open the door for other things to manifest, right? Because now you left your own devices and so on and so forth. So I actually, I understand your point. But I also just feel like... Um, no, you can resolve some of these other different medical issues and all these other different things that go into it. Like whether it be schedules, it can be all these other different things, right? Because what if it's a situation where you get into a fight? So now it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep into this room, sleep in that room. All right, cool. Like I get it if it's just temporary. Like sometimes like you get, you know what I mean? You don't, in certain situations or certain school of thoughts and theories, you're taught or you're advised not to leave the house upset, Right. So I get it, right? Well, if like you want to stay in two separate rooms for a temporary situation, cool. But eventually the goal is to come back, right? Like they told you, like they they trained us in CBT for insomnia. Like the bed is for one thing or for two things. It's for sleeping and doing the other stuff, all right? Now, that's how that maybe, works. Maybe y'all can enlighten that, That's science, all right? That's, Make that's a baby. Make a baby. <laughs> Make a right. baby. Reprogramming. I, got a, I got a question for y'all as two married people. Maybe you can enlighten me. I'm not married, Jay. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? My bad. Hey, out here in these streets, see, Jay. I got see, you, bro. Listen, that goes back to the I first got you, Jay. Don't worry about it. Jay, Jay, Jay. No. you was married and I didn't know. Yo. No, all right. Okay. So my, if you guys said former is, situation, that would have been different. Is, just to All wrap right. a bow on the whole conversation. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you back for that, Jay. I got you. Don't worry we, about it. We started out this conversation <laughs> talking about like privacy, right? We're posting pictures. We're ending this conversation, right? We're, we're and I don't mean to, you know, asking my homegirl. So we not, we just playing. We're, we're actually pointing out, like, yo, if he got another room down the hallway, he doing something deviant on his phone and blah blah. So when you are married, right? What do you have a right to keep private at this point? Because you can't keep your social media private. You got to post everything. Uh, obviously, you can't have your own room. You know what I'm saying? So what in your relationship is pri- can be private, kept private? So, what so, is for so, just you? So I should. So I don't think there's really your past secrets, your secret stuff that you might have did in the past, per se, <laughs> might could be stuff that's the secret. Now, if you slept with, you know, certain people that I know, if you slept with some like if I need to know you like nobody, nobody needs to come and tell my husband that, you know, yeah, Ash, you know, she her first year in Philly, you know, she was down K and they shooting up like nobody should tell him something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I should have told hey. him that. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't, though. You wasn't going to tell him that. You wasn't, you wasn't. 
Akeem Olajuwon, are you the one again, telling him that? You know, some people, you know full well you weren't going to come. Somebody had to tell him that. You weren't full well. You were not going to know this is what information he, like this. Should, no, you're right, though. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right, all right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I, I go be transparent. But no, like, why you're married? So, okay. This is what I was saying. I'm not going to personalize this person. Yeah, yeah, it's not personal. Feedback no, or whatever. Not to, yeah. But I would say, like, okay, let's say I'm you know, married to somebody that likes watching adult videos. He don't have to tell me every time he get ready to watch one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I do need to know if he's watching something crazy, like, yeah, you know, uh, what's those things, um, furries or something like that. Like, if he in the seeing them people dress up in costumes, that's something I need to know. But I don't need to know every time. <laughs> he's looking at it. I need to know... Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I, all I need to know. I need to know if his behavior, if he's doing things that could really impact me. And when you're married, really a lot of things do impact your partner. So that's why, you know, like it's, it's hard to come up with like definite things. I think it's, I think it's more, it's more to discuss in an open relationship. I posted that the other day. I was like, cause I'm watching New Amsterdam and um, it, it's a it's a, a open relationship happening there. And I was like, if you was in an open relationship, what would your like rules be or whatever? Right, right. But I think when it comes to marriage, just as a whole, you know, you really look at what vows you said and how to be goal oriented. You know your partner, right? So I know what things that he would want to know. Like right, if right. I went on, like one time, this was before he was married, but I went to Miami with my girls, and he was like. And I was like, yeah, we getting a yacht and all this stuff. I was all hyped. He was like, yeah, so some dudes can pull up beside y'all and do something. I was like, what? I was, he was like, yeah, what are you talking about? it? Like, and, and some dudes did pull up on us, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so I did. Like, I ain't call them then and tell them. But like, like I was like, y'all, I was like, you know, you was right. I was like, some dudes did, you know, pull up on us, you know, because he might have seen it on my video. I would right. hate for him to like go to my social media. Y'all know I'm very social media friendly. So mm-hmm. I'm going to always discuss things that I think he would want to know if I'm sharing it with the world because he don't do social media like that. I would hate for his home and be like, yo, I saw Ash and him right, right, driving right, right. in the boat in the middle of the ocean. And, you know, dude, bull pulled up and he was he was, you know, barking at us something. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I, he wouldn't want to hear that from anybody except for me. But other than that, I'm pretty much, you know, I think I think anybody that's dating a psychologist or anybody that's been trained a certain kind of way really it, it, as long as you don't have like a personality disorder that gets in the way really has an advantage because we have been trained like you said in the cognitive model it's not the situation it's the way we think about it because thoughts control feelings feelings control behavior that's really an advantage and, and like a cheat code for us because it makes it easy for us to answer some of these questions that people kind of get stuck on or figure out how we're going to navigate it to come to a healthy resolution but he don't have to you know, tell me every little thing like if his ex hit him up and said hey in the text message he ain't gotta tell me that like he don't gotta be like yeah you know my ex now if she's keep hitting him up and she trying to plan to get up that's something to share but just if she told him happy birthday or said something to his daughter i wouldn't have to know that me okay uh ashley you need to speak for yourself okay to a certain somebody who might be watching this i i do not know how to answer any type of questions i ask I answer all my questions genuinely and they have nothing to do with my training so i don't know what ashley's talking about you're just throwing that out there as a disclaimer. okay don't, don't, you, you are your own you're on your own island out there ashley don't don't I know how to answer questions and get out of stuff don't don't put that on me don't impose that on me all right but no i i do feel seriously um all jokes aside i 
if you're sleeping in two separate rooms, I feel like that also contributes to that lack of intimacy, right? Because we talked about like having that communication, like you should be able to have a, a conversation with your partner about like, okay, like, yeah, you, I don't, you don't have to check in with each other all the time if you're watching porn or adult videos, but at least like, okay, well, what kind of stuff are you into? Even if it's something that like I'm not into, it's good for us to have that conversation and have that, you know what I mean? Have that transparency of, okay, like, I'm not into that, but he's into that. Cool. Like if that's how he gets his kicks and he's watching that. Cool. Whatever. Right. Have that uncomfortable conversation, but at least you're on the same page. I feel like if you're in two separate rooms, you lose that one, that sense of intimacy that comes from like pillow talk. Right. It comes from different conversations. It comes from all these other different elements and these intangibles that I don't think couples realize. But this is what builds your relationship equity. Right. This is what contributes to you becoming closer just kind of over the years, day in and day out. And you grow further and further apart. Like we know, like those old couples that like are together for 40, 50 years. But then when you go over the house, they got two separate rooms and you find out later that they hate each other. Right. But they're just there. Okay. Because we're we're just here. So now you become like two ships kind of passing in the night. So I feel like when we need to do a podcast on that. That's a good topic, Kyle. Just like, you know, when to leave and stuff like that. Like talking about talking about that, because I do think a lot of people this is this is a question I want to ask y'all. And y'all don't I don't want you to answer it now. I kind of want it to be something that people can look forward to. But I want to and y'all might not do it because of the bro code or y'all might not answer it transparently. But I'm going to put y'all on the spot for all of the people that are watching and listening. When it comes to like potential. And, you know, Jason, the point that you're making, I want to know which Kyle, you have a, a, an adult. Well, your daughter, is she 18? She's 20. OK, yeah. so I want to know more so from the perspective of like what y'all would tell your daughters when it comes to dating, like with with when it comes to like potential and stuff like that. I really wanted to take a little dive at that because I think that's applicable to a lot of women like in our age demographic and men in our age demographic as well. So I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that. Your comment about people staying in situations where they're like miserable and unhappy made me think about how people got there in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So really like women dating guys. Yeah, totally. I could do a whole, we could absolutely do a whole episode. Cause I remember when that time came, uh, which scared the hell out of me, but also at the same time, a lot, there are other variables that went into just our already existing relationship that kind of made the conversation easier and like just being more like honest with her. But oh yeah, totally. Like I, I remember having that conversation. That's still an ongoing conversation, right? Like it's not just something you have one time and then that's it. It's something, especially because she's in college and, you know, things are going to continue to evolve. She's getting older. She's going to meet people all throughout. Like, so it's always an ongoing conversation based off what like what she's experiencing so yeah we'll definitely talk further about that absolutely um but no this was a great conversation um i I really appreciate um everybody locking in with us as far Mm -hmm. as uh in the basement um darren aiken charm no swirl zone uh my big brother kc um and everyone else tiffany adams everyone for locking in and supporting us we appreciate it hopefully it was informative hopefully it was uh had that edutainment value um <laughs> that you guys were looking for and we de- absolutely appreciate the support this will still be up on our on our page it'll also be up on our um 
on all the DSPs and all the uh, different um, podcast platforms um, starting tomorrow. So if, you know, someone, you know, didn't get an opportunity to listen or watch it, tell them, lead them where it is, share it, all those other different things. Um, but Dr. Poole, we absolutely appreciate you being here with us once again. It means the world and like the knowledge and perspective that you bring is not comparable. You know, I don't know what to do. So I, I, I appreciate you making the time to hang out with us, Ashley. Absolutely. You know, I always appreciate it. It's always love. It's always like you said, I, I haven't heard that word before. What did you say? Edutainment. Entertainment, <laughs> educational entertainment, education entertainment. That's what we I like that because doing. I think it's, it's it's more spaces where we need to like have those kind of you know conversations and such. And you know, yeah, I definitely told people to tune in. So yeah, we'll come back again to revisit things. And um, I'm ready whenever y'all are. So I appreciate y'all for having me on. All right, cool. Uh, Jay, my guy. Listen, man. I always just want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen, watch, like the videos. Um, always humbled by the support and appreciate it. I got to thank Ashley for taking the time to jump on with us. She always raises the level. Always better when she's in the building. And got to thank my guy, Dr. Osborne, for you know steering the boat because I'm always late, and without him, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a show. So you know, thank for everybody. We'll see y'all next week. You know. Also, oh yeah, before we go, All Ashley, right, tell, Ashley, tell them where they can find you every uh, on Sundays. Where, where else can they see you at? Absolutely. So I do a live conversation every other Sunday. Now we're doing bi-weekly conversations with the Kennys. Okay. I always say where we talk about love, dating, and all things in between. I'm hoping 2023. Soon as I, you know, get this little hurdle I got uh, that I'm going over will allow me to just start doing more things that I love to do, talking about all things behavior, specifically, you know, things related to like relationship status and self-motivation. So you can always follow me on Instagram at Pool of Positivity and um, on Facebook Live. Uh, the page is Conversations with the Kenny. So, yeah, thanks. There we go. So. In addition to that, shopmentalhealthclothing.com. Not only should you look good, but you can feel good. My brother, Dr. J, with his clothing line and also Cami's Closet Community Clothing Project, my nonprofit, where we provide fresh, brand new essential clothing to the homeless population. Check out our website, camiescloset.org. Check us out. Donate. We appreciate everybody that's been supporting all of us. Guys, wishing everybody good mental health and a good holiday. We'll get at you. All right, bro. All right.